friends, and welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Megan. We discuss episodes of the Travel Channel's TV show, The Dead Files. And tonight's show is actually the second part of the episode we recorded on April 11th, which was released on April 15th. Um, and that's about the Velisca Axeburger house. It was, it was a doozy. Um, but so Amy did a little bit more research kind of into the axe murder portion of it. And so I think that's what this is going to be about. Yes, we ended the last episode just when you were finishing talking about the Dead Files episode. Mm-hmm. And so then we were going to talk about theories and, and or we did talk about theories and things like that. I talked about the shows that I watched. Um, so all the shows, all the, <laughs> it was really only, well, it was only three like Discovery Plus shows and then some YouTube stuff, mm-hmm. some silly YouTube But how stuff. many podcasts did you listen to uh, podcasts too? Yeah. Four or five. Um, yeah. I didn't make it through all of every one of them. So I just got a few things yeah. and let it go. But anyway, and then we also have Heather's Heather's yes. Heather's parent paranormal story, which, which when she spent a night at oh, the Velisca house. Which yep. still blows my mind. I know. Like what? She is she oh, she has got some cojones on her. Right. Because uh yeah, I could never. Yeah. But I'm always scared to do things like that because I don't want something attaching to yep. me and coming yeah. home. Yeah. That's my fear. Yeah. I, and it's totally understandable. I I might do it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd have to have a few people with me. Yeah. I certainly would. But you and you don't have the fear that I have. Like if the ghosts that if what happened to you had happened to me, yep. I would be locked up right now. I would have gone batshit crazy with fear because I just would not be able to handle it. Yeah. But you're just like, fucking leave me alone. <laughs> like, don't shout in my ear, please. It's rude. Yeah, it's really rude. I got you a piano. Go fucking play the piano. And then they're like, well, fine. <laughs> oh, geez, she's a bitch. Let's go find someone else to haunt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, we split it into two episodes because we talked for a long time and it was nearly two hours. Yeah. And so we didn't want to put you guys through that. And also um, we needed to just, we thought it would be nice to take a breather. That was an Mm -hmm. emotional episode. So yeah, it was rough. It it was, I mean, it was tough. It was lots of warnings in that episode. Yep. Oh, yeah. So the speaking of warnings that, uh, you know, applies for this week too, because Mm -hmm. we do we did talk about uh, the the murders and yeah. specifics about them. And we have a couple, I, I at least have a couple little things I want to mention about that stuff. But mm-hmm. before we get into that, we hit 2000 downloads. <gasps> what? When did we do, do, did we do that? Oh Yesterday. my God. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. It was at one nine 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 for a really long time. And I'm just watching it. I'm like, and then I refreshed and it was 2001. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty exciting. That is pretty sweet. Yeah. And Amy Allen's Poshmark store is now up. Uh-huh. Everything is sold except for a couple of two to three hundred dollar items. Yeah, I'm looking at it like every God, she's oh, that cute tote sold. Son of a I gun. wanted that green sweater. It was um, a really cute green soft sweater that I I had my eye on, but it was gone. Oh, yep. There it is. Yeah, really cute. Oh, there's a dress for $175, yep. an anthropology I, dress. Yeah. Medium. Ha! Yeah, yeah, right. I know. One of my thighs, maybe. I, I could wear it on my arm. Yeah. I could drape it over my arm. I could put it over my head and wear it as like a bandana. <laughs> Dang, uh, Amy Allen. Yeah, I, it's all sold. I know. Amy, what's your secret? <laughs> being Amy Allen and being on TV. I know. <laughs> Only I could be Amy Allen and be on TV. Then my life would be golden. Well, yeah. Um, speaking of selling stuff, I am in my first, I signed up for my first craft That's fair. Her. Yay. Oh That's my so God. exciting. It is. But I'm like, part of me is like super nervous. Like, oh my God, what if I don't sell anything? But then the other part of me is like, okay, well, you'll be out 40 bucks in five hours because yeah. it's in Crystal, Minnesota at the VFW. Yeah. Um, And so I'm like going into overdrive, you know, trying to make sure I have enough stuff. Mm-hmm. And because right now I think I've got like 10 or 11 pieces to sell. Mm-hmm. And in all of my crafting groups on Facebook, they're like, you should have at least like 50. <sighs> so Oh, better get cracking. Yeah, because it's in two weeks from today. So nice. 
Yeah. We'll see. I mean, like I said, worst case scenario, about 40 bucks. So yeah. Oh, that's another thing I want. We, we do make fun in this episode that you're about to hear. Um, we do make fun a little bit of a certain paranormal investigator. And um, I just hope that he uh, takes it in stride and doesn't. <laughs> he won't. He won't. Uh, well, you know what? He probably never Hopefully hear it. Hopefully he doesn't hear it, but probably never hear it. he doesn't because if, he, if you know him, don't tell him we said, don't tell him we, we said any, cause yeah, Em and Christine do it. And he, he has he gotten does, to them. He, well, he blocked uh, Christine on all um, social medias. Oh. She can't reach out to him at all. Oh, funny. His I was just too listening. fragile. I listened to an episode of them this morning mm-hmm. and they were doing the sock center mm-hmm. uh, in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they were saying some of the same stuff we were. And I was like, did they hear our episode? They should. Cause they said something that made it sound like I thought I was like, wait a minute, did they hear our show? And Em was talking about how they were blocked from all, all social media mm-hmm. right now. Like, yeah, in, that's what they Instagram said. Instagram jail or yes. something. They didn't say it had anything to do with, you know, who, but but maybe it did. I don't know. I don't know. They're just blocked from everything. Yeah, they did say that. Um, and I don't know what the, I don't know if they ever found out the reason. Yeah. But it sounded yeah. to me like they had no idea why. It was crazy. Cause I was listening to that and I was texting patron Amy mm-hmm. um, cause she listens to them too. And I was like, Oh my God, where have I heard this? And I was like, Oh, I did this episode. <laughs> I was like, wow, do I know all these I facts? All this stuff? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I did this. And so and M uh, referenced the Dead Files show when they were yes. talking about it too. So yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I know that. M. <laughs> want to talk? Call me. We can talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. If M listens to the show, I will shit oh, my pants. Yeah. Right. M or Christine. Yeah. Both of them. I love them both. Yeah. I realized when I was listening to this episode that I really, I don't think I've heard more than a couple episodes of them. I good. Yeah. I do like them. I'm going to their, um, their live recording May 21st in the twin cities, uh, tickets I bought in February of 2020. I remember Um, when you asked me if I wanted to go and I was like, it's probably going to be downtown. So no. (laughs) Yeah. It's at the, um, so P yep. No pound. Pantages. Pantages. That Pantages. one. Yep, that's it's there. That's a block from where we were when we saw wine and crime. Great. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So anyway, yeah. sorry, I derailed us hardcore no, on that. No, that's but. fine. I, I did that too. Okay. So is there anything else you want to get, get out before we no. let them listen to the episode? I think I'm good. Okay. I'm interested to hear what your theory yeah. is. Okay. So my theory is, and part of what made me think this was what happened mm-hmm. is that I read something that said that at the time of the murders mm-hmm. or the next day or whatever, a woman came forward and said she heard three men discussing the murder of the Moore family. They were in the woods. Mm-hmm. And three men she heard discussing the murder. And so I think the story of Frank Jones mm-hmm. and his brother hiring Mansfield to do the deed makes sense. Like they knew he was, yeah, you know, a creeper and that it would be that he would probably do it. Right. And Jones, remember, was a senator. Yep. He was very connections. wealthy. Connections, yep. very powerful. And so I think that Frank and Arthur hired William Mansfield, mm-hmm. and then they somehow convinced the Reverend to take part too. And Given what I, we know of the reverend, it probably exactly. didn't take too I, much convincing. I think they knew that he was just a sick fuck that would enjoy torturing people. 
And so I think that's the four. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably Frank Jones being as powerful as he was probably was not one of the ones in right. the woods talking about it. He probably sent his brother to take care of that. Yeah. So that's what I think because they, you know, Amy said this was definitely revenge, mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. and and that he had power mm-hmm. to be sure that his hitman wasn't going to go down for it. Right. And if he can make sure his hitman doesn't go down for it, then he's not going down for it because that means that whole story has been thrown out. Yep. There's no connection to him. Yeah. They probably involved George to be the fall guy. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so he would go down for it. Yeah. And, and, or maybe they thought, well, he's a lunatic and he's probably going to tell 17 different versions of the story right. and they're not going to be able to pin anything on him. And he's going to go back to the mental institution, which is where he wants to be anyway. So mm-hmm. problem solved, win-win. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. I mean, not only, even if we take away the the rumor that Joe was having an affair with his daughter-in-law, we've got the, you know, he left his employment and took his biggest client. Yep. What does Joe kind of say the main <laughs> reasons for murder? It's money or sex. Yep. And here we have money yep. and sex and potentially. Sex. Yep. 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 So. So, yeah, that's my my theory. Yeah. Um, I definitely I, I you know, Amy said there's four men. Yeah. And she saw it. She literally saw it. Mm-hmm. So. I can't. I don't. I trust her. Yeah. So I did listen to a bunch of podcasts. I'll put the I'll put the list of them in the show notes, but I didn't get a ton of information from them that was any different than mm-hmm. what I got from other places except for today I listened to my favorite murder and they talked uh-huh. about the phone thing yeah and that was oh, new to me I had not heard that anywhere else I should listen to that their episode cover yeah it was that. a good one it was a live one though so I hate live shows because you hear all the people screaming and all that shit bothers me but <laughs> but it was a kind of really minded it's a good episode yeah okay so guess guess which show I watched first after, what do you mean? After the Dead Files. I watched other oh shows about paranormal investigations at the Axe Murder House. Did you watch Ghost Adventures with I absolutely Sagan? did. I did. <laughs> so that you don't have to. He Okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and be nice. Why? Well, yeah, you have being who it is, you have to be because if he gets wind of this. Yeah. One thing I will say is that you know, I I've heard I've seen his show before and I'm like, <laughs> whatever. Whatever. So I don't no, I'm, not, I'm not a I'm not a, a fan. I'm not a person who's watched it a lot. But I always called him Baggins. Like he was some kind of hobbit or something. Isn't that he, his name? It's Baggins. Oh. He pronounces it Baggins. Okay. And I was like, oh, I thought it was Baggins, like Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, anyway. like Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Okay. So he met with Darwin at the town's museum. Oh, he met with Darwin. Darwin is also the owner. Yeah, that's Martin and, Lynn's husband. Yep, yep, yep. And it was not mentioned in the show that he was the owner. It was only mentioned that he was the guy that ran the museum. Oh, well, but he's the owner. He is the owner. With Martha. With Martha. He passed away in 2011. Yeah. So Darwin showed Zach what he believes to be the actual murder weapon. He has the axe in the museum. He says it's not the one they used for the trial, though, because his story is that the sheriff at the time lost the original axe and bought another one to replace it. (laughs) But he believes that the one he has is the one from. Oh, and why does he believe that? I don't know. I don't know where he got it. He never said like where he found it or how he came about it. But Mm -hmm. at any rate, you know, from all accounts, Darwin and Martha are lovely people. I so I I hate to, you know, speak ill of them. Mm -hmm. But he I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. So guess who else is in this episode? (gasps) Wait, let me think. Is it John? Johnny Hauser. Johnny John. So he is listed as a resident paranormal expert that lives next door. Like that's what it says under his name on the screen. 
So he shows Zach around the house and Johnny tells him he thinks there's good and bad energy there. The residual is good, but the bad energy is intelligent. And he believes that something followed him home from the murder house. Now, when did this air? This was in 2010. Okay. So it was before, three years before Amy and Steve went there. He says he's worried about his kids and he's glad that Zach and the team are there to fix it. Oh, huh. So where does three that years sound? later. That, where does that sound? What so, does that sound like? Yeah, so three years later, he ends up calling Amy and Steve. Yeah. So he talks to a couple of paranormal investigators. Zach, this is. Talks uh-huh. to a couple of paranormal investigators who say they investigated the place in 2009. They used a spirit box, which it has like a yeah no it's not the like evp thing but it's like it has words in it so the ghost can talk it and it comes out as real words was it is it live like they can yeah that it it makes a weird noise oh okay okay yeah yeah yeah. that's why i was doing that so they (laughs) not just for fun (laughs) i thought you just like to do that (laughs) so they heard they heard the thing say reverend kelly when they asked who was there and then later the box said legion it sounded like the word listen to me. Oh, yeah. And then one guy got claw marks on his back in the shape of an L. They always have claw marks. I know. So he spoke to a couple of former residents who lived there when they were kids. They would hear a little girl crying. And once their dad was sharpening his knives and stabbed himself. Oh, yeah. I saw. I actually am looking up to see if Martha Lynn is alive. Uh-huh. And I'm seeing a lot of. Tourists stab themselves. Oh, that's the, that's a different Bolivia. guy. Oh, that's a different okay. guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is when this is a family that lived there. Oh, after after the murders, before the Lynn spotted. Oh, okay. So they did EVPs, and they heard one that said, "I killed six kids," but it didn't sound like that to me at all. But you know what, EVPs. They never sound like what people say. No, they, they sound don't. Like. Even if you tell me what I'm supposed to hear, I still don't hear it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they got a little girl saying, let's play. And they got someone else say, or someone saying Alina and another mm-hmm. saying Paul, which are both the child victims names. When they asked who the murderer's name was, they got Andy, which there was a guy named Andy Sawyer who was a, a suspect. Mm-hmm. But he was never charged. And so the highlight of this episode for me. Uh-huh. So Zach took that axe that he got from Darwin. At Please the, Darwin me. let him let him use it on the walk. Uh-huh. So Zach lays down on the floor and he props up the axe next to him. Jesus. Lays down face up with the axe like right over his head and yells at the ghost to knock it down to his face. He's laying there going, push it down, push it down into my face. Okay. So then I also watched kindred spirits, Mm -hmm. which is Amy Bruni and Adam Berry who were Mm -hmm. from ghost hunters. I always call it ghostbusters, but it's ghost hunters, which is different than ghost adventures. It is. That's a, they're a good team. I mean, I, they've been accused of fudging some stuff too, but, Anyway, they're okay. Well, everybody's going to accuse ghost people of doing that because they don't believe. Right. That's right. <laughs> Just kidding. Not a Greg one. Although Greg and I used to watch that Ghost Hunter show huh? like religiously. religiously. Yeah. Oh my God, we were both so into it. <laughs> anyway, they had a guy there who they uh, got a guy. They got a guy. I called a man, and his name is John Worley. He's a he's a paranormal investigator, and he had done an investigation in 2017. This show came out in 2019, so it's a little newer. And he thought that somebody had followed him home because he had three deaths in his family after he had investigated this place. And everything and, does happen in threes. Uh-huh. It's true. And he heard a EVP voice say. Just killed John Worley. Holy crap. Which is this guy's name. Although, isn't, I thought maybe the rule of three is more Wiccan, isn't it? I don't know. I thought it was more Wiccan. I don't know. I don't know. Are you thinking of whatever you do comes back to you threefold? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's Wiccan. Yep, that is Wiccan. Okay. 
So the thing I thought was kind of interesting about this when I was doing a little bit of the research, the guy named William Mansfield, uh-huh. his, he has an alias of John uh, of George Worley, which is the same last name as this dude. As John. Uh-huh. So I don't know. We'll see. So then this is the guy that stabbed himself. Another mm-hmm. investigator, his name is Buck Larson. He had a stroke. Buck. He had a stroke before the event. So he, he has slurred speech and he yep. looks like he's really, really struggling. And it, yeah. I thought at first that he was just really scared to talk about this stuff, but I think it was the stroke. Yeah. Anyway, he went to the house and he set up the house to match the crime scene mm-hmm. all over the place. And that was the way he was trying to communicate with the killer. He provoked the spirits. He was not nice. He saw a bunch of orbs and he realized when he was setting everything up that he didn't have an axe. So he just had a knife that he held to his chest. And well, after he saw all the orbs, he the next thing he knew, he woke up and he was in the hospital with a stab wound to his chest. Wow. So he had stabbed himself. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. I wrote this story is hokey and unbelievable. (laughs) But anyway. Do people understand that you can communicate with spirits without being disrespectful and shouting at them? Well. Hang on. Okay. So first of all, guess who else is in this episode? John? Johnny Hauser. <laughs> He's everywhere, man. <laughs> this is in 2019. Let me guess. He invited him there to help him. Well, no, he was brought there by John. They were brought there by John Worley, who oh, thought okay. that the ghost was going to kill him. But he's there. And it says that he lives next door. Mm-hmm. So he stayed there long after the Dead Vows episode. Yeah. But if, you know, like if you said, or as you said, that the stuff in his house cleared up. So mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. But he says that there is activity here, but it, and it feeds off fear. And he said, most of the stuff comes out of the attic. And he got an EVP saying, I killed them. Well, Amy and Adam do their EVP things and they don't get anything. Mm-hmm. So they decide they're going to provoke. And they don't normally do this, but they were right. like, okay, we're going to provoke because we just, you know, we want to get something. Yeah. So Amy, she gets into this whole thing and she's like, you messing with people has got to stop. That party is over. You can't do that anymore. And then they listen back to the track and the EVP is the ghost saying, fuck you. (laughs) Oh, my God. So then they bring in Chip Coffee, who is the (gasps) medium. Oh, my God. Christine from And That's Why We Drink was just talking about how much really? she loves Chip He's Coffee. awesome. He's so yes. awesome. She was going on, I think it was last week, about how much she loved Chip Coffee. He's awesome. So he said he doesn't feel any of the victims, but he does feel the killer. And he says the killer got off sexually by the murder. Bacon. George. Yeah. George Kelly. Uh, the bacon. Said the, yeah. He said the murderer was very calm while he was waiting in the attic for the time to come down and kill them. And he says the killer stays there because he likes reliving it. Oh, so then Chip did a reading with a swirly guy and assured him that he had nothing to do with the deaths of his family. Mm-hmm. So then I watched another show called Destination Fear. Have you ever oh, watched yeah. that? No, because they scare me, but I've heard of it. It's a train wreck. In a good way? Or? No. It is very theatrical. <laughs> and oh, the geez. acting is horrible. <laughs> but guess who's in this one, too? Is it John? It's John. Yonder. Oh, my God. How did I know? So this time he's listed as the caretaker. I didn't mark down when this one came out. It's later, though. I think it's later. I think it's what more is recent. it called? Destination Fear. All right. Let me see if I okay. can Google it while you're on the phone, okay. while you're doing your stuff. So in his interview, he said, Johnny's interview, he said that the reverend said someone handed him an axe and told him to, quote unquote, slay utterly. But the only thing I the only person I could think of who would have handed them that axe would have been Arthur or Frank Jones. Right. People who. Yeah. I believe masterminded it. Episode aired September 11th, 2021. Oh, okay. So real new. Yeah. Less than a year. Yeah. Wow. So they used a device called the Ovalus. And when they talked to it, when they asked who was there, it said Reverend. Mm -hmm. The brother and sister are sitting in the bedroom at one point and a cat comes in. They hear uh, like a noise and they're all freaked out. And then a cat walks in 
and they're they're all freaked out. But then they think that the cat came there to comfort them. And the girl says, is this an angel cat? And that's when I shut it off. No, no. So then. So then I watched this morning, I watched um, this YouTube uh-huh. video came out in 2015. So it's a bit older. This one was the one that had kind of questionable production quality, but it had some good info. And they talked to some of the same people that Dead Files people talked to. Sure. Including Johnny oh, Hauser. What did I know? Mm-hmm. So let's see. I don't want to get too much into this, but. Oh, Johnny now in this one says that he believes Mary Peckham, the lady who lived next yep. door, that she had to have heard the murders happening, but felt like she couldn't do anything about it because she's a single old lady living out by herself and she doesn't have a phone and blah, blah, blah. So he thinks she just waited until morning to call the police or to have. It's funny call. how his ideas change every single time yeah. you talk to him. Yeah, it kind of sounds like they do. Apparently, she went to a funeral out of town shortly after the murder and died of a nervous breakdown. Wow. So, yeah, he believes that she knew what happened, but didn't feel like she could intervene. And he said every time another team comes in, it gets worse. He does believe that the EVPs are valid, but whoever is in the house is messing with them. So that's why it says Andy or the Reverend or whatever. It's just fucking with him because it likes to. Hi there, this is Kate. And I'm Dominic. And we are your hosts of Shitting Bricks, the podcast. Every week, we'll bring you an episode of What Makes People Shit Bricks. Is it a fear of death? Deep water? Running out of wine? Cannibalism? We take a warped look at these topics using examples from history that are the epitome of some scary shit. You can find us on all the regular podcast streaming services like Apple, Spotify, and Google. For exclusive content, including behind-the-scenes nuggets, links to weekly topics, and maybe even merch in the future, head to Shitting Bricks Podcast on Instagram and YouTube. But for now, drop your dax, pop a squat, and let's get into it. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. We recently tried Wantable, and I love everything about them they sent me a box full of stuff and i think i kept three of the items and returned the rest however i noticed after i had sealed the bag and scheduled a pickup that i had forgotten to return an item and was so worried that i would be charged for it i reached out to wantable and immediately they sent me a different return label to package up the item that i had forgotten to send Not only is their stuff top tier, high quality, adorably cute garments, but their customer service is top notch. I 100% will continue using them. I've already purchased and received my second box, and I look forward to many boxes from them. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want. No credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. Are you interested in stories of ghosts, poltergeists, and the paranormal? 
Do you love an amazing tale of an unsolved mystery? A strange disappearance? How about a UFO encounter or even a first-hand sighting of a creature that should only exist in your nightmares? Why not join us over at the Haunted UK podcast where every two weeks we delve deep into the tales of the strange and unusual, the unsolved and the downright weird. The Haunted UK podcast is available on all major platforms, as well as being on Instagram and Coffee. So why not give us a follow and get involved with the show? Thanks for listening, and we really hope that you'll join us for our next episode. And on that note, it's back to the show. So here I was comparing what we saw in the Dead Files versus what I found. That ghost that the little four-year-old girl sees upstairs, Hattie. Hattie. She doesn't seem to be involved in the no. murders, but there are a lot of people lived there after, you know, in that 110 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. I think that um, she could have been somebody who lived there, you know, unrelated mm-hmm. to the to the Moore family. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Oh, the part where Amy says that she heard Sarah say, how could you let this happen? Aren't they your friends? That just backs it up for me that it was the Joneses. So, oh, and fun fact. Velisca either means pretty view or evil spirit, depending on who you ask. I think we could all agree what it means when they ask us. Okay, so here, are you ready for Heather's story? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. So do you have your computer up so you can look at the pictures if you need to? Let me open it up okay. here. All right. Ready, set, go. I'm going to do my KIV in a second here. Who's that? I'm not going to sign any bills. I'm just going to oh, Okay. Oh, okay. What? What? I Megan don't... would be looking at the pictures right now. Megan is looking and losing her fucking mind. <laughs> it's getting late. We probably shouldn't have done this. Yeah, we did maybe, not plan this one. Well. Maybe this should be a two-parter. We can no. maybe cut this one into. We're you're here now. Listening. I know, I know. We'll keep going, but yeah. if I edit it, I'll cut it in two. So we hey. can then we can take a week off. Cut it out. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while since I. Did oh my god! I know you were going to do that every episode. I oh, totally look, I get you. Okay, I don't like these. So this is from Heather, our patron, who sent us this story. Okay. We visited the house in June 2004, so 18 years ago now. At that time, there was no barn near the house. Some years later, they built a barn to give people a modern place to use the restroom, nor the big white sign announcing the house. Oh, the house, sure. The house had absolutely no electricity, running water, or utilities of any sort. There was no big electricity pole or lines near the house either. We were given one non-electric lamp to use in the living room. I can't remember now if it was oil or not, but oil seems like a risky thing since the house was precious and fires can happen. And wood, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The whole place is wood, I think. The owners at the time were very nice. The husband gave us a tour of the house before leaving us for the night. The website at the time didn't have near the information it has now and only gave a very basic background of the family and what happened. We decided not to research about the house or experiences in advance of our visit because we wanted to go in without being jaded. Mm -hmm. We had a tour in the early evening, so full daylight, which ended before sundown. As a group, we agreed we would not antagonize the spirits at all, and we would do our best to kindly interact with them, especially the children. Good job, Heather. I love this. Right? We only had cameras, one was digital and one was disposable, and one personal digital recording device to capture anything that night. Children, for those listening, a disposable camera is a camera that (laughs) you bought from the drugstore. That's right. And you couldn't, you didn't know what the pictures were going to look like. Yep. You had to wait until they were developed. Yep. It was preloaded with film inside. You couldn't take the film out or anything. You you just took, used the camera, you took the pictures and you gave the whole camera. Yep. You get the they whole had envelopes the you would put them in and yep. you would fill out your name and your phone number. Yep. And they'd call you when your pictures were developed. And it would be days later. So days. Sometimes weeks if they the were busy. Anticipation. <gasps> oh, dear. Okay. Anyway, she said our pictures didn't really pick up too much except orbs, which I knew are controversial. Mm-hmm. 
There is one orb in particular, however, that seemed odd because of its location and nothing else around it, not a single other orb. Considering we typically say orbs are just dust or reflections of moisture, rain, bugs, this one doesn't seem to fit and it's big. Mm -hmm. We did record during the night at various times. At one point, we left the digital recorder in the attic for a couple of hours. My husband put it there. No way I was going to do it. Smart. Uh Uh-huh. However, listen to this. However, I've never listened to it. (gasps) Heather. I know. She said, based on my personal experiences, I'm too scared to listen to it. I get that. I believe we still have the audio on one of our computers, but I'm not sure about it. And I send it in. Send it to send it. She said she's going to look for it. And if she if she can find it, we'll have. Well, okay, we're going to need to listen to it at noon on a Wednesday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So these are the old my stuffed animal. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I should have burned. I forgot to light my oh, white candle. I forgot candle. my candle too. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, well. So things that happened. Number one, our flashlights and cameras kept losing battery power and sometimes very quickly. Mm-hmm. What was weirder is that our battery power would be back to normal once we went outside for a few minutes. It happened to all of us on a variety of our equipment. So did they spend the night there? Yeah. Oh, Heather, you're so brave. I know, right? Oh, my God. We all had made sure the batteries in our flashlights and cameras were new. We had brought extra batteries because we knew there were no utilities there. She said, side note, in 2004, there were no smartphones like we have now. We had the older flip phones or Nokia types, and we didn't even use them that night. Number two. During a different world back then. I know. During the tour by the owner, we were in the living room. I sat down on a chair that was in the corner of the room, as we were told by the family. All of a sudden, I was completely overwhelmed by a wave of sadness and despair. She said, lack of words to really describe the feelings. I started tearing up and tears ran down my face. I could not control it. I've had a couple other experiences in my life, but nothing like this ever. Wow. I bet that was Sarah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, or one of the kids. Who knows? Or one of the kids. Yeah. Or Joe. I mean, honestly, could have been anyone, right? She said, I stood up and I apologized as I got a tissue from my friend. The owner said, no apology is necessary. It seems that happens to a lot of people and mostly women who sit or stand in that corner of the room. Heather. And I wondered if that was the corner where Amy saw Sarah and the kid. You know how she said she saw Sarah cradling a child? Yeah. Yeah. She said, I think that may have been the mother's favorite spot to sit in the room. So it could be her I was feeling. I'm telling you, it was such an unbelievable sadness. My next personal experience occurred during the tour as we went upstairs. Keep in mind, we knew nothing of the setup of the house, how big or as we found out small it is. The parents' bedroom is right at the top of the stairs and to the left at the top of the stairs is a door. During the owner telling us about the parents' death, I noticed the door and figured it was a closet. Next, the owner opened the door and I realized it was the attic. The owner went ahead into the attic and some of my group went in as well. I was one of the last ones to step into it. Again, all of a sudden got hit by a huge wave of what I can only describe as feeling bad vibes, danger, evil. Felt that before, Heather. Felt that. It just hits you and it's like, it just envelops your whole body. It's like your fight or flight kicks in. It's very scary. She said, my stomach dropped and I literally felt queasy. Yep. I quickly turned around and left, not having even walked into the attic more than two steps. My husband and one of our friends hadn't even entered the attic yet. So they went around for or They went around me to enter the room. I told them there's no way I was going to stand in that room for any amount of time. I again apologized to the owner and told him what I had just felt. Yes, left- Heather, go with your gut. Exactly. Yep. Yep. We left the door to the attic open so I could hear him continue the tour. And he stated that the theory that the killer or killers hid in the attic waiting for the family to go to sleep before murdering them. This made complete sense to me based on what I felt when I entered the attic. I never went into that attic for the rest of our stay. Never. Mm-mm. Trust it, girl. Trust it. Uh-huh. She said at one point, we all took a walk down to the cemetery to take pictures and get fresh air. It was nice outside. It had just rained a little bit. When we all got back to the house, we noticed that in the kitchen, all of the chairs were pulled away from the table. 
I know for a fact they were all pushed in when we left. We had a key to the house and we locked up before going. It's possible the owner saw us leave and did it, but I can't, as I can't disprove that. Still, it was definitely freaky seeing that. I mean, I knowing what I do about those owners, I don't think they would do that. Mm-mm. It doesn't sound like they ever wanted to make money off of no. the paranormal aspect of it. No, it sounds like they didn't even believe in the paranormal aspect of it. Yeah. At least Martha didn't. Yeah. The owner had told us that they think the murders occurred when the train went by at like 1.45 a.m. Oh. He told us some people have said they've seen a mist upstairs in the parents' bedroom at around that time. So me and my husband and one of our friends decided we'd stay up all night and watch for anything. While the other three slept downstairs in the living room, we played cards in the kids' room for quite some time. Dan, my husband, and our friend were facing me so I could see them fully. I was sitting cross-legged, and all of a sudden, I felt a tapping at the bottom of my tennis shoe. I jumped a bit and said, woo. The guys were like, what's wrong? I said, I just felt a hard knocking at the bottom of my shoe. No one else had seen anything or heard anything. I can still feel it on my left foot if I stop to think about it. Oh, my God. Heather, you are braver (laughs) than me. I know. I I went to the, oh, my God. You got some girl. You're brave. <laughs> All right. During the evening, during the evening, my friend Jen and I decided to go to the guest room on the main floor where the two Stillinger girls had been sleeping. Mm-hmm. Jen had brought children's books and toys along with her to try interacting with the kids. Mm-hmm. As we entered the room, Jen and I both saw a shadow in the corner near the closet. However, it wasn't like a normal shadow. Yeah. It was black and blocked the view of what was behind it. Shadow like we were person. talking before. Shadows you can see through. Yeah. Yep. However, it quickly disappeared as we entered the room. It happened so fast. We both looked at each other and Jen asked if I'd seen that. I confirmed I did. I was nervous about being in the room after that, but I stayed positive, hoping it was either the kids or just our imaginations. We sat on the bed and decided to try recording EVPs. We read the kids a story and decided to leave the toys that Jen brought in the room, including a small ball. The next day after Jen got home, she called me. She asked me if I'd put the ball back in her bag. I said I never went back into that room the rest of the time we were there. Everyone says they never put the toys back in her bag, but somehow the ball went home with Jen. I don't like that. (laughs) She said, that's all I personally experienced at the house. I do believe it's all. That's all. (laughs) No, that's a lot. A lot. It is. That's all. She said, I do believe it's haunted and most definitely filled with residual energy. I've included some pictures from that night including the large orb over the house. I personally have never had another photo with an orb like that in it. And she said, don't you think the outside, she said, don't you think the outside windows of the attic look like another certain famously haunted house? (laughs) It does look a little like the Amityville Horror House. Yes, it does. By the chimney. Yep. Yep. And she said, those stairs are super narrow and super steep. And on first glance, the reason why I gasped so much is it looks like blood on the stairs. Oh, I know yeah. it's the paint yep. chipping, but it looked a lot like blood splatter. It does. Yep. Spatter. Sorry, Lucy. Who's <laughs> Lucy? Sure Lucy from Wine and Crime. She talks about blood spatter versus oh, splatter. Yes, I do remember her getting upset when people say splatter. Yes. Yeah, so I apologize, Lucy. Because sure I, I know sure she, she was listening. listening. Yep. I mean, I'm a patron of them. They could be a patron of us, too. They should be. She said, I was born and raised in Iowa, and about six years ago, we moved from Iowa to the haunted area that is southeast Louisiana swamps, (gasps) about 70-minute drive more west than south of New Orleans. Also, I've had a couple other experiences when I was younger, so as my mom and actually my parents had some incidents in our old house in Des Moines, Iowa. I'll send you those sometime, too. Girl, please send them. Yeah. Also, have you ever met Jason Momoa? Because he's from Des Moines. Is he really? Des Moines. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Cool. If you've met him, please introduce me. I'll get divorced for him. <laughs> Listen, John will understand. I'm sure he will. All right. Holy so crap. That's what I got. That's a lot. That should. Yeah, we definitely need to do a two-parter for this. Yeah, I one. think we need to. We're going to have to cut this into two. Well. Well, this was a really emotional one. It was. Um, it was tough. It was really tough. a little bit of white cloth I, left. I don't have any left. It was, I didn't know I was going to cry. Sorry about that. But it was. Don't be sorry. 
It's tough. It's tough to be when she said, you know, cradling that baby. I just. Yep. I yeah. The, the part for me was Lena. Knowing her murder and fighting him and all that. That's the worst for me. And there's more to that, but I won't I won't say it. I understand if if Amy doesn't have children because she chose to, I understand completely. Yeah. 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 Yikes. It's tough. It was tough. This was a brutal one. This was uh-huh. this was bad. Mm-hmm. But you know, they they deserve to have their story told. Yeah. And they, and they deserve, want to. So they want it. And they deserve the respect. And and I hope, I hope that they can find peace to have died that way and you know like we said those kids they knew them mm-hmm. it's just awful they deserved I, I wish I wish that if any of the victims spirits are there that they could tell somebody yeah who did it yeah just let them just tell I mean maybe that's all they need maybe you know a medium or somebody could go there and just communicate with them. Yeah. And and they can tell them who did it. And maybe they would be at peace mm-hmm. then and they could move on and yeah. rest and be together and, and not be so tormented and, yeah. and reliving it. Like Amy said, they relive it constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. It's a tough one. All right. We're going to have to watch some cute kitty videos or something before going to bed. Lord, I have to go on TikTok. That's what I'm going yeah, to do. Yeah, I probably will too. All right. Well, everybody, thank you right. so much. This was this lacked our normal comedic relief, but <laughs> I feel like we needed for this case. I, I feel like yeah. we shouldn't have had the comedic relief. We needed yeah. to respect it. Yeah. Not that we don't respect all the other cases. We do. But yeah. So anyway, some are just easier to make jokes about. They are. Yeah. It's really yeah. tough. So, and we don't make jokes about the the dead people. Right. We make jokes about the people alive. Right. So, well, thank right. you, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for so listening. Have a great night or day yeah. or whenever you're listening to this. You're listening. Hopefully, it's in the daytime so you can go to sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike us. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, friends. Amy here. This part you're about to hear was recorded April 16th, the same day we recorded the intro for this episode. But as I was editing it, I realized that we were talking about things that you wouldn't have heard yet if you hadn't heard this second half of the episode. So I'm tacking it on here at the end instead of in the intro. Enjoy. Okay, so you know who Bailey Sarian is, right? Oh, I love her. I love her. I listen to her podcast. Yeah. So if you don't, people don't know who she is, she is a vlogger she has a youtube mm-hmm. channel and she talks about two crime stories while she puts yep. on her makeup it's called murder murder and makeup mondays i think yep yep and she, she, she is has another one too so freaking talented i know the stuff she does with makeup i know i'm barely able to put foundation on with a brush I, currently i am wearing tinted lip gloss that's it I can't, more, I can't do anything else. Okay. But to be, in my defense, I literally haven't showered. I mean, my hair, that's why it's up in a ponytail because she's a little greasy. So it's been a few days, <laughs> but are you even a mom? If you don't remember when you showered, right. Right. You have ev- every excuse. I, w- I don't, but I still, oh, I still don't do it every day. You're a dog mom. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to sleep when they sleep though. True. If I did, I'd be Rip Van Winkle because they sleep all the time. Oh, the dream. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, back to Bailey. So Bailey did the axe murder, the Melissa, Melissa did, axe oh, murder. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she did, um, she did a lot of research and she researched the town history and all that kind of mm. stuff. But and she even like gave the layout of the house. Like she's like, you walk in the door and you turn over here oh, and you see this. Damn, and you go Bailey. Yeah. She did a really good job. But one thing I wanted to make sure to tell you, uh-huh. she said. Her research showed that Sarah is the one that got the blade end of the axe and not Josiah. But she but did everything you've done. Has everything said I Josiah. did. Everything I saw, except for anything that that same guy, Epperly, Edgar Epperly, who was oh, in, yep. in the episode. Who was in mine. Yep. yep. And he's the one that said that. Was he in the, the episode? Yeah. He, uh, yeah he's he a historian. He's written yeah. a book and all that. He's been studying huh. them since 1955. 
he's like, he knows, he knows this stuff. I haven't even met. Neither of us have been alive that long. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I really uh, torn. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how we're ever going to find out. Right. Because other people who say they've studied it forever say that it was Josiah. Josiah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's just safe to say one of them was the only one who got hit with the blade. And you know what? How do they, how can you even really tell? Because I mean, either way, either way, your skin is going to split. Right. My thought process would be if they hit, if they got hit with the back, this is going to get real gruesome. Their, their head would be more bashed in and maybe more cracked and more versus the blade. It would just be cuts. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm literally, I'm no idea. No, so. I think you're right. I think you're right. Because uh, one of the shows I watched was, I want to say Sam and Cody. Mm-hmm. So these, these two little, like, I should say little, they're, they're young men, young <laughs> boys, whatever. They reminded me of Justin Bieber. And um, oh, okay. I, was, I was calling him the Biebers when I was watching it. The young whippersnappers. Young whippersnappers. Um, they're cute. <laughs> And yeah. they go to different haunted places and they went to the axe murder mm-hmm. house and Johnny Kauser was in that one too. Of course he was. And he, you know, because this one was, um, this one was more of a not super professional. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, it was professional. It was, it was well done and everything, but it wasn't on TV. It was a yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah. So he was allowed to like, he wasn't edited. I don't think. And so he was a little bit more forthcoming with some of the things that he talked about huh. and some of the things that he saw. And one thing he said, this was Johnny, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing he said was that they um, have never advertised the paranormal aspect of this house. And he said, even all the TV shows we've been on, that's them calling us. Which he Even Steve was like, so why did you call us in? Yeah. He is such a liar. So I think, I don't think that's true. I don't trust one word that comes out (laughs) of that guy's mouth. Yeah. You don't advertise the bullshit. Yeah. And this was a 2021 uh, video. So this is just bullshit. I call baloney on that. Yeah. I I do too. Anyway, uh, on Bailey's. YouTube, I was reading the comments, which I know never read the comments. Never read the they comments. They were good. Everybody was nice to her. Okay. Everybody was good. Uh that I saw. But one thing that it said was that uh, and I don't know how this person knows this, or maybe they just made it up, but it was an interesting theory, I thought, that Sarah, the mother, had mm-hmm. invited the reverend to stay with them that evening. So he was already a house guest. Really? So he was already in the house. And do you remember in the Dead Files episode, Amy said that Sarah kept saying, it's my fault because I let somebody in yep. or I let somebody stay. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. So that could that, be. That ties together. Yep. That could be. Oh, I hope they, I know I said this last week, but I really hope this family can find some peace. Oh, I know. I know. I just hope so well, hard. And and when. When uh, I think it was Kindred Spirits, yeah. When when Chip Coffee was on and he was talking, I love him. He um, he said he didn't sense any victims. He only sensed the murderer when he was there. Good. So maybe they've. I hope maybe they moved on since the dead files were there. I really hope so because I hope so. Ugh, it's awful. So sad. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, I think. Uh, I did find some other stuff, but I can't find my notes right now. I don't know what I did with them. I probably wrote them down on my rocket and then mm-hmm. deleted it. Let me see, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, these are my notes from the the little Biebers. Um, <laughs> it was called Our Haunted Night at the Velisca Axe Murder House. I'll put a link in the show okay. notes. Or in okay. The, in the uh, bio. In the Yeah, show. in the, no, what am I in the episode say? notes. In the episode notes and or the blog. Post. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Words so are said, hard today, you guys. <laughs> My God, I'm not even hungover. No, um, it's 1.30 in the afternoon. Like, we're, neither of us is drinking. No, nope, so. not drinking. It's just, just water. Are you sure that's water? Is I'm it sure your tequila that's water. Mix? It's actually water. Yes. It's, it. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, I wrote a group of Biebers are planning to spend the night in the house. <laughs> so they meet Johnny and he's wearing a shirt that says Sons of Silence MC. I didn't Google it. I should have, but I didn't. I'm pretty sure Sons of Silence is a motorcycle gang. Let me see. Silence. Yep. MC Motorcycle Club. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. So I don't know if he's in it or he just bought the t-shirt. I don't know. Uh, he did say that they are booked out a year in advance for people staying overnight. But they don't advertise. But they don't advertise. Right. Um, right, 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 right. Yeah. They've never advertised. All word of mouth. Every TV show is them calling us. And I wrote, sure, Jan. Yeah, really. So remember I told you about the Destination Fear episode as much as I could stand to watch yep. it? Because so that's the, is that the two siblings? Yeah. 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 And yep. remember I told you that cat jumped in there mm-hmm. and they were all freaking out about the cat. And then they were like, oh, maybe it's an angel cat. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. The cat showed up on in this video too. And the cat just lives on the premises and just wanders around and goes in the house whenever he wants to and stuff. And his name is Church. Mm-hmm. So he was there too. And he was freaking out the guys. They were like, that cat's freaking me out because every time they turn around, the cat would be staring at him from outside, like through the window or something. Mm-hmm. Every time they go in another room, there's the cat staring at him. That's what the cat does though. <laughs> what cats do. I know. But what if the cat was really the killer? I don't mean that the <gasps> cat, the a cat killed those people, but I yeah. mean, what if the reverend or whoever like is in from the Pocus Pocus is in the cat? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. So this is interesting. Something that Johnny said, he said, um, spending a lot of time in that house can make you feel like you're half drunk. Mm-hmm. And then he says, when you leave, it takes a few hours for that feeling to go away and to feel normal again. He calls it a paranormal hangover. <laughs> Excuse me. I have to pluck my eyes from inside my head because they rolled so far back. I, I thought can't. it was kind of clever. No, don't give him any credit. You know, after watching him on 1700 shows, I kind of like him. No, Amy, I've lost you. I'm sorry. I still feel the same way about, you know, who, but. Okay, back on track. So Epperly, the one who said that Sarah got the axe. Mm -hmm. um, He, he. Oh my God. What if that's where that saying came from? They got the axe. Is that where that saying comes from? Well, it probably comes from. Ax murders, but not yeah. necessarily this okay. one. But sorry. Anyways, done. I'm done. I'm done talking. <laughs> Please don't be done talking. We so, both know I'm not done talking. No, Come that's on. not gonna happen. <laughs> so they um he talked about uh how he thinks that the axe was being swung around over their over mm-hmm. his, the killer was swinging the axe over his head because there were axe marks in the ceiling, like from lifting it yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know if you I think he was just so emotional and by that i mean like enraged or whatever emotion yeah. the killer was feeling he was just really yeah bam yeah like lifting it all the way up and just as far back as he could go yeah because he hit the back of the momentum. back wall too i think that's yeah. what it was i don't think he was waving it around i think he was just so enraged yeah that that's what he was doing yep yep i think so too um they asked john johnny what yeah. the scariest place he's ever been is and he said the Sally House, which I just listened to an episode about the Sally House. I can't remember which podcast it is now because I'm getting all jumbled up in my head. Right. But it sounded really scary. And then the guys, the Biebers, freaked out because that's where they're going next. So the that'll be a fun Sally one to watch too. House. Also, another thing that was interesting in this one that I didn't hear before was that there was some kind of a fracas going on with the power company versus the people of the town. And that night, the the power company shut off all the streetlights. So that would be why people didn't see what was going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I started to think, I wonder who would have the power to tell the town to shut off all the streetlights. And I get sent all the way back to um, Frank Jones again. Mm-hmm. I still think he's behind us. Yeah, yep. I do. Okay, so the Sally house is considered one of the most, if not the most haunted houses in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> Wish I could remember which pod it was I was listening to. Maybe it's still up on my phone. And I I feel like I saw a show about this. I think it might've been Unexplained Mysteries mm. where they talked about the Sally house. 
because it's super haunted. Oh, yeah. you know what? I think it's actually um, BuzzFeed's um, Unsolved. They had two different um, one is um, paranormal, like supernatural, and other is murders. And I think they went to the Sally house in their supernatural with Shane and Ryan, and I love them so much. But okay. I think they did, and it was, it's a super haunted house. And I don't know. I know I've derailed this again. I'm so sorry. But is do we know? Do you think this is the Sally house the one that's considered to have demons in it, or is it just super know. duper haunted? I don't know. I because I, I know there's a house that's considered to be totally like taken over by demons really yeah i'm gonna have to do some research on that it's not demon house is it where zach baggins went and his organs shut down i don't think it's that anyway moving on Uh, the killer was left-handed really Mm -hmm. how do they know that i don't know (laughs) okay but uh reverend kelly was also left-handed really Uh Johnny believes it was the Reverend. Oh, well, if Johnny believes it, yeah, shit. I know. Word of God. So, oh, we're just being mean today. I don't, I don't like Johnny. I'm sorry. I, I kind of do. I know you do. It's I okay. Do. You're, it's okay. I, we're both allowed to. That's the thing that makes our friendship great is we can have different <laughs> opinions and not hate each other. That's right. That's right. That's kind of rare, actually. We will see you next week when. Megan is going to uh, do a recap of yes. an episode. Do you know which one yet? No. Okay. But, and we should say we're kind of changing up the format of our episodes from now yeah. on. Amy brought up a good point that it might be too, too much for listeners for us each to recap. So we're going to alternate and I'll recap and then Amy will react and then vice versa. So yep. next week is my turn um, yep. to recap. So I got to figure out an episode to do. And if you... Uh-huh. If you end up picking one that has a true crime aspect, um, maybe I'll dig into that a little bit and have Amy something to say. has suggested doing the Lizzie Borden house, oh. which I don't know if I'm ready for that after the Villisca axe. Murder. Yeah, maybe we should hold off on axes for a little bit, but that's a good one. We should definitely do that. Yeah, she said the episode was really good. Mm-hmm. It was. She's, she thinks that if Amy, Amy TV show Amy, um, found a Ouija board under one of the beds in that episode. Oh, she, yep. she can't remember if it's that one or another one. Uh, somebody did. I don't remember if it was Amy or if it was like Ghost Adventures or yeah. something else. But yeah, I remember somebody did find it. Find one don't under there. Ouija boards. This, these, uh, I think Sam and Cody are their names, the, the Beavers I was talking about. Mm-hmm. One of the guys that's in their group is a, a relative of Lizzie Borden. Get out. Yeah. They're very cute guys. I I shouldn't, I, I don't mean to disparage them by calling no. them beavers, but they just, you know, they had this swirly hair and a group of beavers is called a gaggle. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. The Activity Continues podcast is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is a part of the independent Collected Sounds podcast network. Nailed it. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy.